0: It happened on one of them zippity-doo-dah days. Now, that's the kind of day when you can't open your mouth without a song. Jump right out of it. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine,
1: sunshine heading my way. Hey! Hey, welcome to the Push to Shout podcast, episode 57, Skippy! What's your name on the internet? Skippy. I would A.K.A. Never
0: Skip, a.k.a. Skippy Sigmatic. And your name's Mike. Yes. A.K.A. Brutalcum Powder. A.K.A. And
1: also known as Mike.
0: This is the Push to Shout podcast, a podcast about Super Smash Brothers and wrestling. Uh, well, we're
1: glad you dropped in. We have a lot to talk about on both of those fronts. Um, I don't think there's that much else going
0: on. No, nothing else going on. We're just going to talk about wrestling and Super Smash Brothers for the next hour, hour and a half or so. So, uh, if
1: and then you're we're into that have an after
0: show, where we're also going to talk about you. those things. Um, no, we're just joshing around here. Uh, we like to do that here on the Push a Shout we're podcast. Sure. We like to do little bits and stuff. Uh, this is actually a podcast about video games, ostensibly. And uh, and there has been a lot of video games things going on, if you haven't noticed. Uh, such as the Keeleys, a.k.a. the Game Awards, a.k.a. the VGAs, which is not their official title anymore.
1: Now it's the Game
0: Awards, baby. And then the day after that, on the same weekend, uh, the PlayStation Experience, which was surprisingly event- eventful. Uh, but first, let's talk about ourselves, because that's what the people really come for, is us, our personalities. Know that's
1: what I like to talk about all the time.
0: True, true. So go ahead, kick us off, talk about okay. us.
1: I'll keep it short I got into the West Wing Um, Mm. I've been very busy with school but I've had some time to squeeze in a couple episodes of that show and uh, I hadn't watched it before it's really cool Uh, it's like House of Cards if it was written by human beings with souls Mm. and um, (laughs) it's it's basically the opposite of that show Um, even though that facetious comparison is funny to me I don't know about anyone else but uh it's really a totally different show from that. Where House of Cards is like the most cynical, the most silly, unrealistic crap that's entertaining. This I mean, is yeah, like it's good. it's, it's, good it's realistic, it's character driven. It's more like the Sopranos, I'd say. It's not quite as good, but it cares about characters, and politicians aren't just all universally snakes. <laughs> like yeah. they're they are going to use um, strong arm tactics and rhetoric and they're all concerned with that stuff but there's still people who are trying to do the right thing or what they believe is the right thing and you know they make mistakes N- not everything just pans out for them they don't just make master plans that succeed all the time um, it's a really good show I like it a lot
0: that sounds good I have I I knew almost nothing about it but I know a ton of people who watched it I, I would just,
1: I would recommend it. It's always been
0: off my radar.
1: It's very digestible. Um, it's very it's surprisingly complex. I was kind of expecting like um like a primetime TV like CSI or Law and Order to right. kind of just churn out the episodes. And that I thought that even more when I saw how many seasons there there were. And maybe it gets worse. I don't know. But um, it started out very very high quality. Um, it goes. Into some really cool places too, like with the president actually having to do presidential things, yeah. not just murdering people in broad daylight <laughs> like House of Cards. Um, and it's it's really cool. It it's a it's an optimistic show mm. about politics. Like the, its approach to politics is that people are fundamentally good. If you give them the opportunity, they're going to try to be good people. And it's it's an uplifting show to watch. It's not like you feel just, I don't know, you don't feel cloudy after yeah. watching an episode of The West Wing. So I'd recommend that. Um, hey. I got back into making the MGS5 video. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and I obviously haven't been working on it the whole time, because that would be ridiculous. But um, I cracked down on it, Uh Whereas before I had about three minutes fully edited, I now have like 11 minutes fully edited. And I'm going to finish mm-hmm. it this week. I'm promising that. So, yeah. that's promises, you don't push nope, the shout. this is a legit promise. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. I-, I don't know. I just got the fire again. I'm back in the game. Alright, I'm trying <laughs> and- to get back
0: in the game too. I actually, I wrote the first sentence of an article last night, and haven't gotten back to it since. Uh, but, you know, I'll get there. I think I'm going to write an article for the site. And I'm going to try to... Because, like, I'm trying to kind of, like, I don't know. I'm trying to get back into just creating stuff, which I haven't done since, basically, the game of the year. Or or the the year in review video last year. Like, that's pretty much the last thing I really did. I almost made an MGS video, but then just lost that spark. Uh, Real life often interferes. Things like work.
1: Yeah, that's basically what it's been. And not that I haven't had the time to do it, Obviously, you can squeeze in an hour here and there, but I hate it when people
0: say, "I just don't have the time." That that drives me crazy. You definitely—it doesn't drive
1: me crazy. I know what they mean. Yeah, I guess you do have the time, but you have limited free time, and how you allocate that free time is—you know—it's not always going to go to the videos, even though that's where most people thought. You know, so yeah, that's the state of that, and this is minor news, I guess, but I don't think it needs its own place in the news section. Um, Who's Your Daddy? It's a little indie game that's on Steam Greenlight. Oh, is that the one with the Kickstarter. baby? Yep, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my god, so that looks amazing. I, I watched the uh, trailer for it and basically, it's a two-player multiplayer game. At least I'm assuming it's two-player. Maybe there's more than one baby. So you haven't played it
0: possibly. Yet. I Can you? I don't know. I thought it was sure Alpha or just, something. Yeah, I guess it's just, maybe it's just on Greenlight. I don't know.
1: The version I saw was alpha gameplay, but maybe yeah. you can play it. I would like to. Um you, there's a dad and a baby, and the baby's <laughs> objective is to kill itself <laughs> by like drinking bleach or yeah, basically crawling they, they, into the they, oven. They put and,
0: the, they put you in a house just full of just really dangerous but also common household things and yeah a baby that just wants to kill itself i guess
1: <laughs> and and the dad has to run around and baby proof the house and keep the baby healthy while doing chores and it's it's funny it, yeah. it's a really funny looking the game the first
0: thing i saw from that was a gif of of the baby Opening an oven, yeah, and crawling yeah. into the that oven, the and moment. twiddling the knobs up above, <laughs> and then closing the door. It's so funny.
1: You should have heard it with the sound though. The sound effects of oh, no, the I oven the sizzling. sizzling. I oh, saw the video God. afterwards. Yeah. So good. <laughs> it's, and the music too on up. the radio. Yeah. Now games like this usually turn me off. The ones that are you know obviously jokey, um, like I Am Bread or Ghost Simulator. But yeah. I think this one is this one is very much redeemed by being a multiplayer game that you can see more value in it than just the joke.
0: Yeah, and I think like it, there's a there's a really fine line between like a, a a jokey game that just feels like oh this was made for Pootie Pie to play and to get a bunch of sales from YouTuber yeah. fans and a game that is legitimately good while also being jokey. Like I liked I thought Octodad it gets bad towards the end. It's not a very long game, but it still gets really old towards the end. But the concept is legitimately entertaining, and yeah. uh, and uh, Goat Simulator not so much. I I thought Goat Simulator with a, the trailer for Goat Simulator was funny. I could have I could have been happy with that. I wish the game never even came out. They're still they're still creating like DLC and shit for that game, by the way. Oh
1: yeah, and they had a special in yeah. the Game Awards and everything. Yeah.
0: Um. So I yeah I don't like that kind of obviously just like. Oh, but then you've got, we'll talk about this stuff later, but then you've also got, did you see the trailer for 100-foot Robot Golf?
1: Nope.
0: It, it's a jokey game that looks legitimately fun and and hilarious in a in a good way. Um, you need to watch the trailer for, <laughs> you really need to watch that trailer. But uh, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, that I, I I don't know if it's playable right now, but I, I think it might be. Um, but obviously um, it's a very derp, early alpha. Derp
1: in the chat says alpha is out. Yeah.
0: It's. uh, I think it's like. like Is it a source engine game or something? It's. It it sounded like it. The footstep effects. Yeah, exactly. The way the movement is and everything. It it, it has that look of like a very very rudimentary source mod, and I I hope it keeps that look too. I hope they don't try to polish it up because it needs to be.
1: The look of the baby, especially, it looks like it's made of plastic, and just pivoting around like it's so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's. Everyone needs to go look at that trailer. Um, Skippy,
1: enough about me. Okay. What's going on in your life?
0: Um, <clears throat> some video games. Um, a little bit more Witcher two. I have nothing to say. It's 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 good and stable. Uh, oof, I, Good and stable. How yes. far did you get? Uh, I'm I'm I think I'm at the very end of the first chapter. Okay. Uh, I haven't I haven't moved on to like the second area yet, but I think I'm almost there. Um, I beat the first major Witcher contract boss thing, uh, which was actually pretty cool. It, it was much different from the way that Witcher 3 does them. Do you mean um, like the beast? Like the the Kraken, or they call it a Kraken. I a thought crayon. that sucked. I thought it was... Uh, that really annoyed me. It didn't annoy me. I, uh, Wait, what difficulty were you playing? With? I, I'm still playing on easy, and I need okay. I probably need to bump it up to normal, but was, at the same I time, I kind of want to breeze through the game. I kind of don't want to get caught up on stuff, so I don't know. I might keep it as <laughs> easy yeah, as casual yeah, as I, that is.
1: I would recommend doing that, or not recommend, yeah. but I don't think there's a problem with that, because yeah, I... some, some things, like that boss, the Cavern, is just is dumb on higher difficulties. You just have to memorize the quick time events, and
0: right. that's not fun. I, I So, I don't know if maybe they turn off some of the quick time events for me, but the only quick time event that I remember is really just you tap X very fast, and it's not hard to. It, it's not like a timing thing or anything. Uh, so I don't know. But I got stuck on it. the only time I died was I got stuck behind one of the tentacles, and it just slowly killed me with like AOE effect that and stuff. To me too. So that that sucked. But it, it it was interesting just seeing the difference. I, I, it was it, Witcher Three is better because it's more like. I won't compare it to Dark Souls directly because it's not nearly like it's barely even comparable. But the idea is the same as just like you have to learn the the attacks of the monster and the weaknesses and everything, and 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 just kind of play it out patiently. While this was more like a cinematic thing, uh, so it's it's it was interesting seeing that that difference. But the first boss of The Witcher Three, I had a shit ton of trouble with. I was playing on normal, really? and just I died so many times because I just couldn't. It didn't quite give you enough time, I think, to figure out the combat system effectively, and uh, and and it, I just I was getting crushed. I was trying to dodge like I do in the Souls games, but I don't think you have invincibility frames. Yeah, it's so obviously, obviously it's not combat's the
1: not the focus. It is, but it it feels weird because it's kind of similar to Dark Souls, which is not nearly as good.
0: Exactly, it's like you want it to be like Dark Souls because it's so similar, and it isn't. It's not as good. It's just, yeah, I don't, I don't like the combat in The Witcher 3 or The Witcher 2, uh, but, yeah, it's not the focus. The the rest of the game definitely, uh, makes up for it. But I, if the combat was great, it would be unbelievably awesome. (laughs) Like, like that's, that's the major, the major thing against, against those games, I think. But, uh, anyway, um, I also played some Rocket League. It had an update recently, which, uh. First, there was the update that I talked about. I think last week with uh, like uh, cosmetic stuff, uh, it, it makes it look kind of like Mad Max, and they had a trailer that that mimicked Mad Max's uh, style. Yeah. And I bought it. This is the first time I've ever bought a cosmetic thing in any video game ever, and I did it. And I'm not, I'm not feeling bad about it either. Uh, it was four dollars, and I got a couple cars. How much did you
1: pay for Rocket League?
0: Like twenty the game, base game. Yeah, or fifteen. Do you think
1: it's worth twenty five?
0: I wouldn't have paid twenty five at the beginning because it's just a simple multiplayer game. But I've gotten yeah, because I've got I've, I've played go. dozens and dozens of hours. So yeah, no definitely. No, I, I don't feel bad. And I, the part of the reason I bought it was to support the developers. You know, I, they're, they're they're good developers. Um, so I feel totally happy with that. But
1: and well, that is like one of the the benefits of DLC is that you can have a game like Rocket League that's priced twenty fifteen dollars or whatever it was, and then. You know, you they don't set the price high at the beginning. You can just buy what you want.
0: And yeah, then... and if you don't like the game, then you don't have to spend any more money on it anyway. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I'm totally cool with cosmetic DLC as long as it as long as it doesn't like infect into just completely making the game a, a hodgepodge of styles and mixes that that just don't even look right. Like I think Team Fortress Two went too far, and and Counter Strike Counter Strike right now is 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 kind of the good like I don't give a shit about gun skins but I'm fine with them and and I think Rocket League Rocket League has a simple and stupid style that doesn't really matter so they can sell as much cosmetic shit as they want and it doesn't it doesn't really affect anything so I'm I'm totally cool with it um and they also added mutators so uh okay you can you can make a custom match where you can change the various variables like the size of the ball and gravity and, like, recharging boost and all sorts of stuff. Um, and then you can play a playlist that, like, switches between, I think, three different things. Uh, the the first being large ball with a low gravity and a fast recharging boost. So everyone's just flying around the map trying to hit this giant ball that's, like, floating around. And it's, it's pretty interesting. And then uh, there's, like, a – there's one called pinball, or at least people call it pinball. They made the ball really small or relatively very small, like, smaller than the car's. And it bounces around like a pinball machine. So, like, when you barely tap it, it'll go flying. And uh, it makes things really, really different. And then the weirdest one is it just makes the ball a cube and uh it's it bounces so unpredictably that it makes the the game a complete shit show but in some ways it's like it's like playing the game for the first time again when you play with those mutators because everyone's just fumbling around and and not not able to really play the game that they're used to um it's fun they're gonna keep doing mutator kind of stuff like they're gonna have a hockey mode that turns the ball into a hockey puck and, and makes it like more slippery and sticks to the walls and stuff so that's exciting um Wait, before you move
1: on from Rocket League, I saw something Rocket League related that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, I saw a video of a one-on-one match between the number one and the one, number two players in the world. Yeah. It was really cool.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, a, cool, it's a cool esport to watch because it makes sense. Like You don't have to know that much about the game or anything, and, and it's very it, they get really competitive, and, and you like, see some crazy shit.
1: It is like Smash in that way. To bring up that game, like <laughs> sure. you can you can just watch it, and you don't need to know what the high level jukes are exactly. Yeah, but it's still really interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have like it doesn't have anywhere near the the depth of Smash. Like Smash, if you're watching it without knowing much about the game, you you don't know what the players are doing because it's all going so fast, and they're they're but doing you can, these. You
1: can still follow the momentum.
0: Yeah, you like can see thing. what the yeah. character is doing. You can see who's hitting who, and and but you don't necessarily know. How hard what they're doing is. And I guess that kind of applies with Rocket League, but with Rocket League, you know exactly what they're doing. Like you could map out on a controller what buttons they're pressing easily. Um, but it's it, it's just a much simpler game, but I, I still I think it could be a legitimate thing like that that I would like to see at like esport events, which you know, whatever. But it's it is fun to watch. I, I do hope they, they keep competitive people playing that game. Okay. Um,
1: and sorry to again still your it's fine, but this is totally weird and minor but i just searched kojima on google just okay. kojima and of course google has those profiles right where it gives you the basic information on the right yeah uh it's got born is one information field and then height is the second and important it's always things. the second yeah it's like when did height become the second most important thing about, I, I don't know. <laughs> that just, <laughs> it happened just now. It really weirded me out, so there it Well, it
0: take, the answer is it takes it from Wikipedia, but I don't know why Wikipedia puts height second. It's weird. <laughs> That's weird. That has nothing to do with with Rocket League. It does have something to do with video games, and we'll actually talk about Kojima later. But, how uh, tall is Rocket League? For... Put
1: your answers in the chat. Or come it's hard to say, below. you
0: know, because the scale is really weird in that game. You don't really know how big things are. Uh, that, is, so... that
1: is true. I can't yeah. tell if the cards are like mini- yeah. Or if the stadium is huge or
0: exactly. I don't know. It's a big mystery. We'll we'll get we we'll get to the bottom of it on. I prefer on to think podcast. of it as like mini. Mini
1: rocket. cars. They look like RC
0: cars, cars yeah. but but they don't move like them, so I they, don't know.
1: They kind of do. They they physically feel like big cars couldn't move that fast.
0: Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? Cuz Rainbow Six Siege came out.
1: I, and I, but but who cares?
0: <laughs> kind of. I bought it uh and specifically, set I set a timer on my phone to make sure that I played less than two hours of it. Is and it on Steam, uh, yes, I guess you, Ubisoft does put their stuff. Ubisoft on Ubisoft puts it okay. on Steam, and then they, but then you have that you you later. download the you you play client with it, but it's it runs in the background. It doesn't like launch a window of you play and you have oh, they to change like, it. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's better now. That might turn kinda? me
1: around on never buying Ubisoft games. Yeah,
0: earlier. I forgot it was a Ubisoft game, which is kind of the only reason i did buy it uh because i i kind of vowed not to buy new soft games because of Uplay. play um it it is way more manageable it's still really hard to play with other players it has this weird stuff where like people can't connect to each other and stuff I, i've always had that issue with their stuff i i don't know why it's that way uh but it is it is much less obnoxious than it used to be in that yeah you launch the game and then it it has like a background client or something running with it, which, which hasn't that, which it has a separate overlay. That's kind of like the steam overlay and a separate friends list, which is stupid. It's all stupid. And I hate it.
1: Uh, At least they backgrounded it. That's really good.
0: Yeah. Uh, But the game, the game, the game, Uh, I still don't know how I feel about the game. I actually haven't refunded it yet. I have the option still. And I, I can't, decide and I'll probably refund it and wait for it to go on sale or something because it's the kind of game that appeals to me a lot it's it's a unique sorry that's my phone it's a unique um it's a unique close quarters shooter tactical style you know semi-realistic but not so realistic that it's just not fun uh that appeals to me a whole lot and it's competitive too you know it's the five on five it kind of have like a has a csgo kind of interface but uh
1: and the csgo uh, kind of premise
0: yeah kind of yeah a, a premise but not at all the gameplay is not even comparable really except the fact that it's a shooter and it's it's um but uh i don't know i found myself i think that i might could enjoy that game more if i had more time with it which is why i'm reluctant to refund it cuz it feels unfair that i've only put 2 hours into it because most of the time i die I feel like I didn't even see the person who killed me and I don't know how they killed me. And it looks like their elbow popped around the corner for a split second. And then I was dead. Um, But that's also probably how I felt playing CS:GO for the first or, or the original counter-strike for the first time. Uh, I don't know. It, I just haven't made up my mind about it. It's a really, it looks like a well-made, cool, tactical, competitive shooter. And I'm glad that it's, a thing that exists, and I think that some people really like it, uh, and maybe it'll have some longevity to it. Uh, but I just I can't. I don't know. I can't put down sixty dollars, especially because there's it's it's a pretty empty game. It doesn't have a whole lot of stuff in it for a sixty dollar product, and it has some scummy microtransaction shit with uh uh like experience points, and you can double them for a limited amount of time, and all that bullshit on top of a $60 game, which is already low on content, it just, ugh, it has that kind of same battlefront problem of being like okay, an okay game that doesn't feel like it has anything in it.
1: I don't want to talk you down for the sake of it, but the multiplayer games I've played, I've either played for hundreds or thousands of hours or very few and dropped. Yeah. So I don't know. If, yeah. if it were me and I was even slightly on the fence, I would just refund it and move on. I'm
0: going to refund it, and I think what I'm probably going to do is... Yeah, I'm probably going to refund it and then see if anyone I know continues to play it. Who Because like it feels like also the kind of game where like to really have fun with it, you have to play with people you can communicate it with and rely on. Um, it has a ton of depth, like a huge amount of depth. Uh, various gadgets that, that work in a team way that you you could you could get really creative with it. And I've seen some videos of people getting creative with, like, you've got these little remote control drones that you can drive around and, like, scout out the house with. And uh, and I've seen people use them to, like, communicate to their teammates, like, oh, he's behind a window, and snipe someone through the window uh, that they can't see because it's boarded up. And so they're just shooting through it with the communication from the person who's, like, looking through the drone. That stuff's really cool. I, I love it. And I'd love to get into that, but I don't know if I have anyone who has that kind of dedication or if I have that dedication myself yeah. or if the game has the kind of the kind of legs to, to really run with it. So I, I don't know. It's I'm glad it exists and I hope that it remains popular because it's cool. Uh, okay. It's just, yeah, I just two hours is definitely not enough time to, to really figure it out. Um, the big one, though, the big game. That I that I bought and that I talked about last week talked about buying that night just cause three came out and
1: uh, yeah oof. so before you get to its quality did you fix the performance
0: yes uh, for for most of last week trying to play that game was a nightmare of stuttering issues like I was playing at sometimes 60 frames per second just fine and then it would just freeze up and stutter and stutter and freeze up and the audio would skip and the and, and it would just it would start doing that more and more the longer I played. And people have kind of narrowed it down to probably being some kind of memory leak where it's not clearing off the RAM quickly enough, so it's trying to read off of the hard drive. And uh, my old hard drive was not a super good fast one. Uh, And I've been thinking about...
1: (laughs) Just just interacting with the chat. (laughs) Um,
0: I've been thinking about... Getting a solid state drive since I built this computer, I actually got one with this computer that didn't work, and I sent it back and never got another one uh so I finally bit the bullet just cause three is not the reason I bought or it's the thing that led me it's the thing that that broke the the camel's back basically of like all right, finally I need to just get a get a solid state drive and this game will work, and everything will be better and first of all, installing the fucking hard drive was a nightmare, and I ended up I ended up somehow deleting all of the stuff off of my original hard drive in the process of installing this new one. And I, I oh. still don't know what happened exactly. Uh, I'm not great with computers. <laughs> uh, but that was I, that, that was kind of a risk that I knew I was taking when I was messing around with all this shit. And I'm okay with it. Uh, but I've had to reinstall a bunch of shit. But it's nice having a fresh install and everything. My God, the first time I launched this thing off the, off the solid state drive, was crazy. I I, I can turn day. on my my yeah. I can get to it's the Windows day. desktop before my monitor can turn on if I turn them both on at the same time, uh, which is insane. And uh, and then I launch Steam and it just comes up. Like Steam yeah. is always like one of the slowest programs to start, and it like does this like not responding thing, or it used to, and now it just comes up. And it's it, I've never had an experience. How big it cool. is the
1: solid state drive? Uh, Five hundred
0: or four hundred and eighty. That's really cool. Gigabytes.
1: I got this solid state drive. I think in like 2010 or 11. Ooh. Um, and it's still great. Like I can turn my computer on. It's everything is up within 10 seconds or so. Like it's great. But it's uh, like 128 gigs or so. So I can't keep um, a significant amount of programs on there. But like the core programs. Like, um, obviously, Windows and, and not Steam. Steam I have on, like, one of my bigger drives. Right. I don't know. It, it, like, it's night and day. Like, you can't go back to booting from a hard drive after booting from a solid-state drive.
0: Yeah, I wanted I wanted a new hard drive, and I, I knew it had to be a solid-state one just because, like, I was getting behind on the times. <laughs> and uh, and I, I also need to upgrade a few other components, too. So I'll probably start finally uh, rolling over and making this thing a little more powerful because it's still... I get RAM it runs well optimized games obviously it runs them pretty much fine I can't run them at really high settings at 60 frames per second but I can run them at at decent settings um but games like Just Cause 3 that aren't so well optimized I really have to to bump those things down uh quite a bit and so it's getting to be time but uh yeah finally once I got Just Cause 3 oh and it should be said in in Just Cause 3's defense I still played the game despite the horrible stuttering issues. Like I would play it for 20 minutes and it would become too much to bear. And then I'd restart it. And sometimes it would fix it. And sometimes it wouldn't at least for like another 15 or 20 minutes. And I still, I played for hours. I I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I still am. Uh, Now that it's working, it's, it's obviously much better, but uh, it's not a great game. Honestly, I I think I might write a review on it actually Uh, because it's, it's it's a really interesting study of of game design in that like so the wingsuit I don't know if you've seen videos of people using the wingsuit but you've got your grappling hook where you can reel yourself in with it and you've got the wingsuit that isn't isn't a very realistic wingsuit but it does you know follow a kind of Physics, like it yeah. has, it has a set of rules that it follows that that makes sense, and uh, and so you use your grappling hook to pull you along as you're wingsuiting, so you can wingsuit like uphill basically by grappling off of things and pulling yourself uphill, and uh, and it takes a while to get used to. It takes like an hour to really start being able to use the thing without crashing constantly, and once you do, like once you get the hang of it, I've never I've never had so much fun controlling anything in a video game honestly and i i think i'm enjoying it more than most people i most, everyone loves it but like i i think it's revolutionary in terms of game design uh, like traversal design of like here's my open world game how do you get from point a to point b without being bored uh it, it's it's a really great solution for that problem and uh it's god i just i i could just fly around on that wingsuit for hours it's and the, the the world is really beautiful too like you can just look around and it's a good looking game even at not very high settings and uh i i cannot i cannot describe enough how fun that that wingsuit is i i i encourage everyone to at least try the game out and and fly around with the wingsuit for a little bit uh, the gameplay itself and the the overall like missions and capturing settlements and stuff is not great uh it wasn't in just cause 2 either. yeah it wasn't and that was one of the main complaints with just cause 2 which is why i'm surprised that they kind of just continued it with just cause 3 uh it's not as bad as just cause 2 just cause 2 required you to like explore around and find hidden crates to capture the whole settlement which is which was just really boring and luckily this one doesn't make you do that and it has like some unique objectives on each one where it's like, all right, go around and collapse the billboards and blow up the speakers that are, that the president is doing his propaganda off of. And so there's some, there's some uh, specific objectives that you have to complete, but they're not very interesting and there's not a lot of them. And one of them specifically goes against everything that the game stands for because you can only do it if you're, if you don't have a wanted level. So if you do have a one level because you're flying around blowing shit up, as you're supposed to do in this game, you have to hide somewhere and wait for it to go away like and then complete that objective. Thing. And it was really stupid. And I would compare it to GTA, except GTA, losing your one level is a cool little thing in, its, in itself. Like, hiding from the cops can be pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, not so in Just Cause 3, because you just fly away on your wingsuit and stand around waiting for the thing to go away. There's no... The the stealth mechanics are not even existent, basically. Like there's not really any depth to any of that. I really at all.
1: don't like that. Like that's one of my pet peeves in games, to use that word pet yeah. peeve. Uh like when they when a game that's not built around stealth or just doesn't have the backbone for it
0: tries to make you do stealthy things. Yeah, and I wouldn't and say it it, tries- just, it never
1: quite feels
0: right. I wouldn't say it's trying to make you do a stealthy thing necessarily, but like you do have to hide a little bit to lose your one level if you want to. But it what it shouldn't be doing is making you lose your one level at all because that's part of the fun of the game is just blowing shit up. So uh or the whole the whole concept is blowing shit up. So just the fact that it makes you do that to complete some of these objectives is insane and terrible and and kind of a uh, a very small example of a larger problem with the game of like here's an awesome game and a really terrible uh a really terrible uh motivation to play it like a, a not a very good meta game design of like well why should i be playing this game why should i be doing these things uh it, it just doesn't encourage you to do the fun stuff that they put in the game at all uh so and they also hide like a lot of pretty important abilities behind unlocks that you have to complete sometimes not very fun objectives to to get which is it just feels very contrived and and i i don't like that that part of it but uh the 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 mechanics are more than sound they're they're incredible the the wingsuit alone is is so awesome and i what i want is and we'll get to the vr stuff later that was shown at the playstation experience but if they're going to do a vr if VR is going to become a thing, someone needs to do a wingsuit VR game where you have the two controllers and you hold them out to turn and control yourself. Cool. It would be that be... would be mind blowing. I I I would be blown away. Uh, I, I it'll probably happen too. So I'm I'm kind of excited for for this theoretical future. Uh, VR is pretty exciting too, but we'll get to that. So yeah, that's. That's Just Cause Three, and I think I will write a v- review on it. I don't know when. Maybe it might be after like the new year, but um, yeah, it's it was it's a conf- it's a conflicting game. Like you just like I don't know if I could even give it like four stars out of five because it's just so as a game, it kind of just fails. But... Know,
1: this is what I want to know though. A lot of Just Cause 2's longevity came from the multiplayer mod. Just Cause Three does not have multiplayer. Oh my
0: god! Do so, we
1: know? Do we know how moddable Three is? Um,
0: Assumably, quite moddable because what they actually did is okay. before the game came out, they invited those modders to come to their studios and Perfect. look at the game Perfect. with the specific intention of like, hey, you know, if you want to do another mod, here you go. That's great. That's. Really I think good. it's weird that they did that though. Like, hey, we're not going to pay totally you anything. I'm not. I just. I feel like they should have added maybe it in the game a business itself.
1: Practice, but like. I I now have some hope for that game. It might yeah. be something I play someday. Now, yeah. if 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 that if it was heavily locked down or something, like if they tried to close those doors, mm-hmm. then I would have zero interest. But now I'm interested.
0: Yeah, and I again, I just for the wingsuit alone, just for the experience of learning and and doing the wingsuit and flying around the thing, like that that is worth half the game price, I would say. Like, if this game came out for $30, you could have enough fun with just the wingsuit to justify that price, I honest, Or at least, this is my personal opinion, but, like, I, I love it. And, uh, I, I... Again, another game design thing is, like, you can't... This would be super unrealistic and weird, and I know why they didn't do it, but I wish I could throw grenades or... You know, do various things while I'm wingsuiting. The only thing you can do is grapple stuff together, which is really satisfying. Like if you fly over an objective, like two towers of oil or something that, that you have to destroy, you can fly over them with the wingsuit. And as you're flying over them, tether them together and then pull them towards each other and destroy them. And also, the destruction is fantastic. Uh, it looks really good. The explosions look really good. It has that kind of crackdown style of explosions that have a lot of volume to them. I don't know if you know what I mean, but, like... Yeah, yeah. They just look the good. The smoke effects look really good. Yeah, the game looks good. And, and it's fun to destroy shit, which is very important. Uh, uh, so, yeah.
1: Uh, Shelsa Shim and the chat just reminded me of a really important piece of news, but you finish up the giant yeah, bomb. yeah we'll get thing. to
0: we'll get to news because I've got one more thing to mention um, just real quick because I've been enjoying the hell out of it um I, w- I watch a lot of giant bomb stuff I'm yeah. I've, I'm a subscriber to their their site and if you are a subscriber they have a series of videos called the demo derby and uh, and what they what they've done is they found a bunch of old demo discs did you ever have any of those for like PlayStation and yeah, Xbox Yeah, I did uh they they have a huge amount of those things and they're asking people to send them to them too and uh and they're going through these demo discs and they're from the 90s and they have like promotional videos in them and stuff that are like really made on a really tiny budget with with a very 90s style to them and i've been having so much fun watching them go through those things and and reliving a an era of games that I've largely forgotten about, like I've played a ton of these games and completely forgot that I ever played them and uh i just recommend to anyone who's who who subscribes or not maybe maybe just subscribe for a month, I think it's like five dollars and check out some of those videos, the ones with Jeff Gersman in them because he knows his history and and can actually add some educational value to him. But I that it it is a ton of fun to, to the history of video games and the the nineties in particular are just such a weird time. Like the beginning of three D becoming a thing, but it's it looks terrible and it plays terribly. And it, it's 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 cool. It's interesting. Um, but that's it. That's it for me. My week and uh, boy, there's okay. a lot of news before to talk before about.
1: I forget. So salsa sham talking about the. Uh the Just Cause 3 modding. He said, yeah. at least the company is supporting mods rather than suing developers. I can't believe I forgot about this. Project M was abruptly shut down this Yeah, week. yeah. Uh, it was very sudden. Um, they have vehemently affirmed that they were not served a C&D. They were not contacted by Nintendo. But this and I'm again I'm synthesizing a bunch of weird hearsay sources, but to try to give as moderate and unconjectury an account of this as possible, this is what it seems like happened to me. It seems like they had been considering hiring a lawyer for a while to see, you know, if they were in any trouble or, you know, how they can protect themselves. Yeah. They hired this lawyer finally, and they were advised that guys, you're not just going to be facing a C&D. They could sue you for millions of dollars, and you need to shut this down right now and distance yourself from the project. And that's what they did. Um, there were planned updates. They had just posted, like, an Art Tuesday thing where they show the latest progress on stuff. So this was not, like, you know... They said that they'd be considering, or, you know... But it wasn't, like planned really yeah it
0: did seem very abrupt it surprised everyone for those who don't know what they're talking what he's talking about project m is the 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 smash brothers remake or not remake a mod that that is uh, very very legally gray and even just straight up copyright infringement and stuff uh but it's a mod for brawl
1: that makes the mechanics like melee
0: yeah and, and nintendo has kind of uh been just completely quiet about it and never never uh, at this
1: point it's been clear that they are aware that it exists yeah i mean they they have to be choose not to
0: yeah and and i i think you're right that that you know nintendo never contacted them I, i think that's true um it's surprising because nintendo is a very is such a tight company that 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 cracks down on copyright stuff very it's been shown over and over in the past how how uh how strict they can be about that stuff. So it's, but I think there's such a strong community this behind is, that that they knew that they're the backlash. I think would it's be. more
1: than just the community thing. What they know is that the Smash community, even though there is quite a division between Melee and Smash Four, they there's this thing called one unit where no matter what game you like, you should throw in your chips with the Smash community at large because it, it benefits everybody and it's you know community building. It. So they know that Smash 4 their current cash cow that they need people to buy and buy DLC for that community is has a lot of overlap with Project M like they don't want to alienate their quote unquote legitimate yeah cons- customers by shutting down this mod so they just choose to ignore it which is fine and that's what they should do but yeah I don't I don't blame them for shutting it down it but okay so some people have said this is fun this is fine because it means now without updates, a stable meta will develop, like Melee, that sure. there aren't going to be balance tweaks anymore, and a meta can develop, and the game will be more competitively interesting. But it's just, it's weird. Like, there's there's a bug with Link's grab. It's just a straight-up bug. It doesn't work. And they had a, a build that was actually leaked shortly after the shutdown of the project. It's called Project M 3.61. 3.6 is the official final release. That point zero one. It just fixes that bug and adds two new, two new costumes. Like, that should be the final version of the game. It's just weird that they didn't just put that out and call it a day. Whoops. Yeah, that is weird. Um, I, I, but, but now, it's like in this weird situation. They said that tournament organizers should use the official 3.6. But I'm pretty sure they're just saying that to cover their ass. I think at this point, any tournament organizer should use 3.61. Even though it's not official, it's clearly the best version of the game that exists. And that's what should be used. So even though like the possibility of this stable meta exists, there's now like this confusion. Like, what is the community supposed to do? Uh, what are tournament organizers supposed to do? I know personally that when I put on a Project M tournament at my college, I'm going to use 3.61. But I don't know if everybody's going to do that. And it's weird.
0: Yeah, that is that is very strange that they wouldn't just put that out at the last second like you said, but I do think it sounds like you're right that that they they realized how much illegal uh how how deep they are over their heads in in, in just like they, they could be screwed if Nintendo just decided, you know, uh oh, we don't we don't like you anymore. Um I and do it's think... even it's even messier
1: cuz it's not just Nintendo. It's Sega right, and they Konami cuz they've snake in the game. Yeah. Now.
0: Yeah. And I think but... that's where they, they they apparently they had to be really careful with all that stuff and like not they couldn't release characters that Nintendo might be releasing as DLC and stuff like that. Like
1: what's so sad is that the official Sonic account on Twitter which Sega owns like retweeted one of the Project M things. Like, yeah. Sega was they acknowledged the game existed, and goddamn. Yeah,
0: but you know, it could just be the Sega intern running the most social media. It. You know, I, but it,
1: it's a very high risk. It is exactly,
0: everybody. and uh, and it's. I, I can't blame them for that, and I've also heard speculation that you know it's possible. They have something else in the works. They're clearly very talented, it's, you know, the, Like, some
1: of them are doing something called Project Wave Dash, or, sorry, like, Wave Dash Studios is the name of their company, which is the name of a technique, in right. delay. So it's going to be a fighting game they're making that's not Smash, but kind of like Smash. Yeah. Um, there was a theory floated that they were trying to distance themselves from that so that their new project would be safe. I don't totally buy that. I think they they were afraid. Of yeah. facing actual consequences for Project M now, so um, I don't blame them. It's just very unfortunate.
0: It is. I I, I wish stuff like that could exist uh, without that fear of, of. But it will continue to.
1: Project yeah. M still exists. I still play it. People I know still play it. It will live on. Melee I mean, has gone 15 years without updates, and look where it is.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. There's. It's. It's not the end of the world or anything, but I. I uh, it is it is quite sad. Uh I, I'd I'd be very interested to see a fighting game that they made that's like based on Smash mechanics but not Smash and I, I would assume could change things pretty drastically in some ways uh to to mitigate the the, the problems of Smash. Um that's 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 interesting. Uh it's it's I, I've always found it weird that modders can spend so much time yeah. and effort and work They're putting their disappears. putting into a project that not only just disappears, but even if it didn't disappear, they make no money. They can make donations maybe, but like they're just doing it out of love. They're doing it out of passion and, and it's it, it's it's their hobby. And that's crazy to me because it's like they have – they clearly have the talent that they could do something uh, as a career and, and choose not to. And, and a lot of them probably do do something similar as a career, but still like – they could turn it into something, and, and a lot of people would say maybe that would ruin it, but uh, it's it's just crazy that to put that much effort into something like that and just never go anywhere with it uh, as, I don't a, wanna, as a career.
1: I don't want to talk about Smash too much, but last year I went on the record and said Smash 4 was the platonic ideal of a Smash game, and I was a casual, and I just didn't know. <laughs> but now, knowing the mechanical intricacies of Smash 4 and Melee, I will say Project M is the best smash. It's one of my favorite games ever. This is really sad.
0: Do you think Smash 4 has a chance of of being fun competitively and successful and maybe accepted? I mean
1: so it has it has some cool potential. So from going to locals, I know that people who haven't put in as much time learning it Are able to play at like a semi-competitive level faster. Yeah. That you can. It's not just easier to get into, but there's a lower skill ceiling, I'd say. So Hmm. a a lot more emphasis is put on your ability to read the opponent and things like that. Yeah, that's what it seemed like too. Melee is more interesting because all of that read stuff is there, but it's compounded on by the technical skill. Both of those work together, and it's it's just way more interesting to me and it feels better to play too like when you're playing well in melee and executing your tech well you just feel great like I, everything I, moves smoothly and buttery and perfect I will and say, not uh, true of Smash 4
0: from the perspective of someone like myself watching without a whole lot of knowledge of the intricacies of the game uh, Smash 4 is way more fun to watch from someone who doesn't know much about it um, I I I enjoy watching Smash Four. Really? Yes, because uh, even with the
1: two stocks and how slow it is.
0: Yeah, that I, was like, the I like total. I it being even when slower. I like
1: Smash Four more.
0: I like it being slower because it, like you said, it's it's you know what people are doing a little easier, and you can see that they're having to read each other. Uh, a lot of the moves are very obviously slow because that makes them hard to hit, uh, easy to dodge rather, and. Uh, and so you've got some really big moves that are very hard to hit and very obviously hard to hit. So when they do hit, it it that that impact is more satisfying from from a viewer standpoint. Um, but I I could definitely understand how that would be less satisfying from for a player. Uh, so it's kind of I, I'll I, acknowledge your opinion. I don't know, but
1: but. Both as a player and a viewer, I enjoy melee more.
0: Well, you're a viewer, but you're a viewer who who knows the game. But yeah, but even before, what... even
1: even when I liked Smash Four more, I still preferred watching melee. But okay. that's that's not like an actual argument. This
0: is opinions. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's, that's what a podcast is for. Um, tell me about System Shock Three because I, I heard about. it. I don't it, but really I know, know much about, about it. it. That's
1: really all. System so. Shock Three is confirmed, and that's basically all we know. Yeah. Um, I don't think that. Ken Levine is involved, or you know, much of the. I'm pretty sure this is just a sequel of the property.
0: I heard someone mention that the developers had some sort of uh, experience that made them. Oh, x credible. looking
1: glass Bioshock devs attached. I see. Okay, okay. maybe. Um, so I don't. I don't really know.
0: I never played. I I started playing System Shock two at some point and stopped because it was just like, Same. yeah, it's, I, it's
1: old. It. Hasn't yeah. aged well.
0: Yeah, but I can understand the love for it for sure. Um, I,
1: I would be interested in playing like a mechanically updated sequel. Yeah, I, I, it probably will not be as good, but whatever.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know if that's my kind of game in general. Like the Bioshock games never really appealed to me. I tried. They did to, to get into Bioshock. I, I, and love I couldn't the Bioshock I did, Yeah, I'm in the minority there for sure. But like, I just I tried to play Bioshock multiple times. Sometimes got very far into it and never completed it. Um, I just never found it that much fun. Uh, so the, the, let's get into the meat, let's get into the meat of the news, uh, from last week, which yeah. is that the game awards happened it did. and, um, I've put a list of things in no particular order and, uh, and I'll, I'll try to just go through them really quick. And, and got, we've got a list of winners here too, and I won't go through all the winners. I'll go through some major ones or some surprising ones. There's Witcher 3 won game of the year.
1: Which I I didn't expect.
0: I did. I didn't because I thought it was going to. I thought Metal Gear Solid Five was almost like was very very likely to take it Uh, because it just seemed like, especially from the press, that game had the biggest impact. But yeah, I'm cool with The Witcher Three winning it because that's my personal game of the year. Um, And and the the CD Projekt Red also won Developer of the Year, which is nice to see. Uh, Rocket League, independent game, Um, the kind of a a an upset was her story winning best narrative which
1: god damn it yeah i mean i see it's a very dumb story yeah the story itself it. i wouldn't the execution I... is kind of cool yeah. but the
0: story itself is not all that great it's, Yeah. it's kind of dumb it it's, works it's interesting yeah. It, it, yeah maybe not even the story itself isn't that interesting but the the way that you discover it is interesting it, I don't know. I, I I would like to see that game win some kind of award for being so unique. Uh, but best narrative I, for sure, The Witcher Three. I I was very surprised not to see The Witcher Three win that one. Um, I I haven't um,
1: even played The Witcher Three, and I was also surprised. Yeah.
0: Uh, and uh, let's see the best performance. That her story also won that one, which I don't know. Whatever. Um, I almost best feel like score, it's oh, Sorry. I almost feel like it's unfair because it's not a video game performance. It's not it like voice work. It's not. It's just her on camera. Uh, on, the,
1: on the announcement, they kind of fucked it up. It yeah, was that was that they was said, that one. Viva Seifert, Witcher Three.
0: Yeah, that, it, that was <laughs> unfortunate. That's where the 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 image that I've seen spread the most was was the reaction of the Witcher Three developer who was going. Right behind her in the crowd, um, which was pretty funny. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five did win the best action adventure game. Uh, which sure as a game, that's the thing. Like Oh so yeah, I, I've noticed I've noticed As a game of, is great. I've noticed a lot of people saying that it was their most disappointing game of the year. And I understand that, like, from oh, from the perspective of a Metal Gear Solid fan. But I feel like people are forgetting how good the actual game was. Like how incredible the actual game was, uh I don't know, I don't know. it's weird it, the, the 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 i don't lac- think
1: you know what I don't think people are forgetting how good the actual game was
0: they're just that I makes know, it I even haven't. more disappointing
1: yeah, it's like everything was in place, yeah, the planets were all perfectly aligned, the gameplay was refined to a crystal purity, it was all right there, and the story sucked ass. Yeah. you're all going to find out how in the latest Brutalkin Powder video. Drop in the <laughs> sweep, baby! Right. Ooh!
0: That's right. Oh. Uh, <laughs> best RPG, Witcher 3. Um, let's see. Uh, Splatoon for best multiplayer. Which, it didn't have that much uh, competition, but I'm actually surprised Rocket League didn't win that one. Uh, but Splatoon, you know, people liked that a lot. It was unique. Yeah. Um, so... Esports Team of the Year. Who cares? Fucking Jesus. Optic Gaming, which are a Call of Duty esports team.
1: I thought that was... I was kind of maybe expecting that. I thought they weren't going to go for League of Legends or Dota 2 because it would put down at each other's throats and they didn't want to deal with that. (sighs) So they just... They just gave it to somebody to threw up the hands and learned. maybe I don't know. And you know what? Maybe there's something impressive about being a viable Call of Duty esports team in 2000. Let me tell you how that is
0: possible. I am amazed. There isn't, and I'll get to that later uh, because that's not the first. That's not the last time the Call of Duty esports comes up uh, over that weekend. Uh, Glo- Counter Strike Global Offensive won the esports game of the year, which is surprising because it's like it's I up against see. Dota 2 of I, I predicted of all.
1: that
0: it's just it's and Hearthstone too it has been huge um I don't know it's just to me it seems like CS:GO is a little bit of an underdog in that in that fight but
1: I didn't think so I thought for sure they weren't going to give it to Dota or League and CS:GO was the the most high profile thing outside of that so yeah. yeah I was totally expecting that
0: well the most the most important award, uh, the one that we were on our toes about, that we we were just sitting on the edge of our seats, ready to yeah. ready to freak out about this one, was the Trending Gamer Award, and Great. and who who could possibly who deserve it more Greg than himself? Game over, Greggy himself, Greg Miller, uh, who won over Total Biscuit, Christopher Monte Cristo Michaels. Markiplier and Pootie Pie.
1: You still call them Pie?
0: Pooty Pie. Is that your thing? I don't know. I don't care. Uh, is it PewDiePie? <laughs> is that the, that's supposed to be the correct way? I mean, that's how it's spelled, too. <laughs> Pootie Pie.
1: <laughs> Whatever. I, I prefer PewDiePie. <laughs> Pie. Pie's sound funnier. level.
0: Um, yeah. I, I was at actually, this, I, was this actually point, expecting... I just didn't know if you didn't know... I was, I was actually, expecting to. Yeah, because because of the cancer thing.
1: And on the one hand, you're like, okay, they've got integrity; they're not just doing it, yeah. it sympathy. But then again, it's the game. Awards it's the
0: trending game I more. Mean, I don't know. I felt is. kind of maybe I felt kind be, of gross about that one. Maybe
1: they'll say that for next year. But clearly, yeah. in terms of like how their profile has increased within a year span. Greg Miller has it, gained the most traction. Definitely, this, this and system. I think he's I think the re- I career. think part of
0: the reason they did it was because of his like high profile leaving IGN and creating his own successful thing, and so and, and the Metal Gear Solid Five, whatever, thing. and yeah. and how much he's redeemed himself since his his Dead Space Two review.
1: By redeemed it just means not writing anymore reviews,
0: just doing <laughs> let's plays. Um yeah. So uh, let's see. I Justine was there doing interviews in front of people playing Battlefront great people went to the game awards to play battlefront in the background of i justine interviews people were
1: paid to play
0: battlefront yes they were and and it was pre-recorded uh great even better t- yep yeah. telltale is making a another game chocolate
1: I, I forgot what it is batman Oh, whatever
0: they're also making another walking dead game featuring one of the side characters whatever i agree um
1: they're done, done. fucking shack was there yeah, he was. Showing he, off he, his shack food. game. he talking about eSports.
0: And he, and he he gave the award to the Call of Duty eSports team. Uh, that, was, that was kind of funny. Yeah. Elder Scrolls Online uh, had a big announcement, which I was 100% positive was going to be that it was going to go free-to-play. And instead, what they've done is they've put on a contest. Uh, if you play the game within the next month, I think... Uh, you have a chance of winning a million dollars. And that's it. Straightforward. I was I shocked. It. I was blown away by this, of how, like, desperate and weird and uneventful this announcement... Because, like, he, he got up the, one of the Bethesda guys, like, got up there with Jeff Keighley and he was like, "Yeah, we're just really excited, and, you know and if you play our game within the next month or whatever, it, it, you can win a million dollars. Please play our game. That was weird. Well,
1: you know what? I don't know I don't know if that specifically worked. but I, I do saw the know, sales
0: jump on Steam, it went to the top yeah, 10.
1: I do know that two people I know who have zero interest in MMOs at all. Including my brother, bought that game and have been playing a lot of it. Great like within the last week, so maybe it's working. I, I guess don't think he heard of that though. He wasn't aware of the the million dollar thing, or if he was, he didn't mention it.
0: Um, I think it's going kind of the the old Republic route of like, of really big disappointing start where people are like, this isn't very good or interesting and then and things. then about a year later they start to gain a lot of like kind of hardcore fans and and keep updating the game and then you actually have like a running base of players that keeps it quite successful uh, uh despite its really really terrible launch so i guess that's what they're doing it still hasn't gone free to play which is shocking because that game was like designed with free to play in mind from the beginning like it's got like <laughs> It's got items in it that are so obviously made for a free-to-play game. I, I won't go into it, but it's it's. it also just isn't very good or wasn't when I played it. Um, I played the, the beta just to see what it was like. Uh, disclosure. I did not pay money for that. Uh, Far Cry Primal showed a trailer. I, I don't know. It doesn't look fun, but it also didn't really show that much gameplay. It just looked like it's Far Cry. That's it. Whatever. But it's not because there's no guns. It, it doesn't no, matter. How, how does that it not matter? Doesn't matter
1: because there's the, the knife that's always been in there. It's yeah. But arrows are going to be not hit scan projectile. Whatever. It's the same model.
0: I guess. I I thought the fun stuff about Far Cry was blowing stuff up and whatnot, but I guess you can't do that anymore. And somehow they'll you can ride a saber toothed tiger. Um
1: Woolly Mammoths. If there are yes. no woolly mammoths in the game, then there's a no sale.
0: Psychonauts two has been announced.
1: Okay. It's gonna know, go on that fig.
0: About... It's gonna go on that fig site.
1: Let's forget about Psychonauts two, because who cares? But sequels. I was thinking about this with System Shock 3. And System Shock Two was different enough from System Shock 1 that the comparison doesn't really need to be made. Yeah. At, at some point you, you question like is this just a really good game or is this something that's can be iterated on and improved in sequels. Um I I don't really know if that's the case with Psychonauts. There's I mean there were some cool things in Psychonauts and it feels like if somebody had a lot more money or and time or just with the new tools people have nowadays that it could be done better, mechanically. But creatively, I don't I don't know if there's room to grow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know so what you mean.
1: I can't get excited about it. There are some series where it's like, yes, obviously, if you made a sequel to this, there is stuff to do. Psychonauts doesn't feel that way to me.
0: Sure. I feel that way kind of about all there's there's an attempt to bring back the platformer open world kind of game of of yore uh with like ukulele and psychonauts 2 and jack and dexter or not jack and dexter uh whatever the other one is uh the ratchet and clank uh which cool but also i don't think that's those games were good when they came out because they were interesting when they came out now not so much i don't think uh I still, I still love like the the design of those kinds of worlds and 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 the characters and stuff, but they better they better do something different with it, you know.
1: Camzor makes a good point. Um, well, yeah, he said, I'm glad they took the primal direction rather than becoming more and more derivative. Far Cry Three, at this point, you just have to expect that if a series is successful, they're going to keep sequelizing it every year. Yeah, or every two years, whatever. Um, at least they're doing something kind of aesthetically different. It's a, a new Far Cry will come out. So Far Cry 4 had these dream sequence
0: be? things where... So
1: did Far Cry 3.
0: There was a tiger that you can... No, Far Cry 3 didn't have the stuff like a tiger that you control. Well,
1: whatever, but it had dream...
0: Basically, things. what I'm saying is basically what people are saying about Far Cry Primal is that it looks like the dream sequences from Far Cry 4 made into an entire game even though the dream yeah. sequences were not an entire game at all like very simple just i just can't i can't see that being something interesting uh unless they announce something crazy along like that that completely makes that changes what that game is rather than just stab someone with a knife in stealth mode or hit them in the face with a spear or a a bow i i and 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 telling a tiger to attack someone doesn't really appeal to me very much at all so i don't know that's weird uh I'm not excited for that. Uh, Who cares, though? You're right. It's Far Cry. Uh, It's been going on for a while now. Uh, Far Cry 2 could have been one of the best games of all time, but then wasn't. Uh, Rock Band has a sequel coming out, and it's called Rock Band VR.
1: Another one? Yes. Yes. Is that that a new thing, or is it just like a... I don't know.
0: I don't know.
1: I would be surprised if it was a totally new thing
0: it seemed to be it seemed to be a game called rock band v r okay and it was it was Palmer lucky got out there with the oculus rift and was talking about it. It was very strange i I liked the idea i guess of like putting on v r and being on the stage you know with your guitar and stuff but Weird. Very weird way to introduce VR as a concept, I think. I don't know. That's... Whatever. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what to think about that. Uh, Shadow Complex. Do you remember Shadow Complex? Nope. It's (laughs) been remastered. (laughs) Oh, great. Apparently, I'd never played it. It was one of the early Xbox arcade games. And uh, and apparently, it was actually legitimately good. It's a side-scrolling shooter. Uh... I don't know. It looks fun. I, I I've been meaning to go get it. It's free on the PC, which I don't know what they're getting at okay. by releasing this game free. I assume they've got another game coming out and they're trying to create buzz with, the, with their development company or something. I don't know, but yeah, it's free. So go download it. I guess it
1: seems to have been pretty well received.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, people liked it, uh, especially for like an arcade game and one of the early ones uh, on the Xbox. Yeah, apparently it was pretty good. So cool. Um, Okay, so Metal Gear Solid Five won the uh, the action game award, and and Kiefer Sutherland accepted it because Kojima was barred from attending the game awards by Konami to accept yeah. his award.
1: I wasn't surprised by that. I was. What I was surprised by was how directly Jeff Keighley addressed it.
0: That was less surprising to me he, because Konami's he gone. He totally
1: called it out, and he basically I mean, Konami burned every bridge yeah. they had ever built, and he was totally. He wasn't even trying to maintain a relationship anymore. Because what just what said advantage is Konami prevent? No games that they're making exactly. Yeah. Konami prevented Kojima from coming here. It's their fault. And Thank the crowd you, booed. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was fine. It was great.
0: Yeah, uh, I liked I liked that he did that, but I'm not I'm not entirely surprised. But it does seem so incredibly spiteful to ban someone from going to an award to accept something that they an award for something they made. That's that's so mean, just like mean. Like there's no reason uh, that I can think of for like practical reason as a company to do that. That's a personal thing. Uh, I don't know.
1: Uh, well, it is Konami though. Here's I don't know. Because they already d- pushed Kojima so far outside.
0: Took his name they, off the game and all that. If yeah. they
1: allowed him to come back, it would kind of look like stepping back on that. Who cares? I, know. I you know, Well, nobody. They nobody clearly knows. don't care about their image. But so... as far as could as what Konami should do, I don't think they want to signal that they still care about developing AAAs.
0: Maybe. I don't know. It's weird. It's really I, weird. I think
1: it was less personal. And more PR well, what
0: advantage do you get from distancing yourself from that like there's not no
1: sending not sending unclear signals they don't want to develop AAA games anymore period, and they don't want to imply that at all
0: but why not like why would it matter to them if, if people thought there's, there's a chance they'll keep developing triple A games? It doesn't affect their business at all what people think I, that, that, of a business they're not actually doing I guess that's. That's that's my point. Is that like there's no reason for them to avoid that.
1: Well, if we want to get as cold as possible, it might send their pachinko investors the wrong signal. Like, oh well, we made a mistake stepping out of triple A's
0: by a letting him accept an award for a game that's hard. I, I, I don't I see did, it. We, I don't see we it. We
1: both know. We both know it wouldn't have actually made an impact. But I think that the mission statement from corporate was. We are done with AAA's. We don't want to breathe a whisper. They're still they're still anymore.
0: updating the game. That they, sends a bigger message to me than letting no, him accept think award.
1: So. And I was thinking about this today too, that they might still update and support it, but that's because they don't want they don't want one legal pushback and they don't want legitimate consumer pushback. And I don't mean that. Fans unhappy. I mean, people who bought a product and had the product underperform. So it, se- it, it seemed consistent with what Konami had been doing. To me.
0: I I disagree, but there's nothing else to say about it. It's it is what it is. Uh, Konami, rip Konami. Um, they did a tribute for Iwata, where Reggie came up and and talked about him for a little while, and they did a weird montage thing and a weird song afterwards, which was heartfelt but but kind of strange uh but yeah it was it was nice <laughs> that it was really nice it was it was something i i I would have expected them to do if I had just kind of remembered like, oh yeah, that was a major event that happened i just I just wasn't even thinking about it so when when they started doing it, I was like oh yeah of course uh and i'm glad I'm glad they set aside quite a bit of time for that um it was it was nice uh Mark Hamill was there yep. for some reason. Um and they showed like a clip of Star Citizen where someone got in a spaceship and Great. Yeah. Can't wait for that to come
1: out in two thousand never. Yeah. Uh everybody who's been buying ships will get exactly what they deserve.
0: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh oh, I want to mention when they announced the game of the year and and the darkest part of my soul expected it to be Fallout Four. Um, which didn't win a single award, by the way. Uh, which, of course, but but also like, wow, um, that's great. Jeff Keeley got up there. I don't know if you heard this, but he got up there at the podium and he was like, "All right, it's time to it's time to announce the the game of the year." And he's like opening up the card. Someone in the audience very clearly, very loudly yells yes. out, uh, uh, "Don't say five 4 and it was, like, really, like, loud and clear. And, and, and Jeff Keighley kind of, like, laughed or something. I think he acknowledged it a little bit. And, uh, and then he continued to say something and opened it all the way up. And he was reading it. And he just kind of reacts to it before reading it. And, and the same guy goes, I swear to God. <laughs> so shout out to that yeah. guy. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, good for him. And I'm really glad it wasn't Fallout 4, Jesus Christ. Um, all right. The next day <laughs> this was a action packed weekend, folks. Next day it was the PlayStation Experience. Uh yep. which I thought was a smaller thing, but they they went all in with this thing. They announced a shit ton of games. Um and they finally showed off their their VR headset, the
1: the uh It's just called PlayStation VR.
0: Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they finally showed that off. And, um, but first, so first the, what is his name and position? I don't remember. The guy with the weird beard who goes to all the PlayStation conferences and talks came out on the with a shirt that had Crash Bandicoot on it. So it was like, oh, they're going to announce Crash Bandicoot. They're going to do something with that. Cool. They didn't announce Crash Bandicoot or mention Crash Bandicoot, which like, I don't know if I want another Crash Bandicoot game, but also don't do that. That's mean. I don't know why <laughs> they would do that. Uh, well, but yeah,
1: I never, I never cared about any of those. Oh, I I love Crash Bandicoot too, and I,
0: Crash Crash Team Racing. I know a lot of people really like them. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, It's they were really they were really cool. I liked them a lot. Um,
1: oh, Nino Kunii too. Yeah. I don't.
0: The, what
1: they showed wasn't all that. Like I know what Nino Kuni is.
0: I liked the style of it. I liked the three D anime look. Oh, I thought yeah, they did yeah, a really, yeah. really good job yeah. with that. I, it's hard to do that. I, so, I imagine that's really tough.
1: Yeah, especially like when you think about how they put an outline around a three D object. Mm-hmm, it seems simple, but it it it's a problem. Like, how do you determine what? The camera is going to see as the edge of an object I mean, and then a Games draw have done it for years.
0: It. Like Crackdown did it and a lot well, of yeah, comic kind of games did it, but it's hard to get it to exactly. look right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um yeah, it's anyway.
1: The actual stuff that they showed from Nino Kuni too it, i mean it was it was what I expected in Nino Kuni. Um I think it's gonna be better than it looked in that trailer. Uh, Studio Ghibli isn't as heavily involved but really Studio Ghibli they made those really good cutscenes but they weren't like the best part of the game. I yeah. said the music was absolutely the best part of that game and Joe Hisaishi who has composed the music for every Hayao Miyazaki movie except for his very first movie um, he's making the music again for this which is all it took to totally sell me on this. Yeah. That's it. I thought it was it. a good trailer, and I I thought, God, boy, I thought it, they... was, I thought it was a fine trailer. But I think the, from what I played of the first one, I think the game is going to be better than the trailer makes it look.
0: Yeah, um, it. I I was just blown away at how accurately they capture the Miyazaki look while not being a two dimensional. Yeah. Like that's crazy. I, I, the 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 accuracy with which they they recreated that that, that feeling is. Crazy! I, I I'm really impressed with that, and I, I've never been a Nino Kuni fan. I've never played it, but that's cool. Um, I I, I might actually check that well, out.
1: Speaking of never playing it, the combat system in that game is really bad. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I'm kind of hesitant to recommend it because the visuals are amazing. The music is among the best ever made for a game. Yeah, but it's just not all that fun to play. Cause, like the way the combat works is you you pause it and you open a menu and you have to scroll through it using weird menu interfaces <clears throat> while things are moving and I don't know it's just it's just not great. Yeah. So I I want to see what combat looks like. Didn't show that, but that's what I care about.
0: Yeah, that, uh, we'll see. Um, I mentioned Call of Duty esports. <laughs> <laughs> They brought it back for the PlayStation experience. They had a little segment. Finally. They had a little segment because they had to remind us that...
1: The boys are back in town.
0: PlayStation is now the home of Call of Duty, is what they said. PlayStation is now the home of eSports. Uh, well, as an extension of being a home of Call of Duty, yes. No, just eSports. And also... All eSports some, or Call of Duty. Well, there's a couple more eSports that they do show later on. But uh, Call of Duty... So this is where I learned that apparently Call of Duty eSports... I thought that, th- that they played it on the PC... Because it's an eSport. Old? they play Call of Duty with controllers. It is competitively. A joke. It's a joke, and I imagine they keep the auto aim on. What? It's a joke. I was blown away seeing these people play with a control. I. Uh, do you realize? Have you ever played a first-person shooter on the PC? just blows me away. Oh, it's a and joke. how do you follow? Like Call of Duty is just like team deathmatch and shit. Like how do you? I, I need to. I want to watch Call of Duty esports just out of curiosity, and I think I will just to see what the fuck they do.
1: They joke because it's a joke.
0: Apparently, a lot of people watch it because they mentioned it twice. A lot uh, of
1: people are jokes,
0: but uh, yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of jokes, Battleborn. Uh, Battleborn is Gearboxes first-person MOBA shooter, uh, and it's competing against Blizzard's Overwatch, which looks phenomenal, and had its alpha or beta or whatever recently, and, uh, boy, Battleborn does not look good after seeing Overwatch. It looks real bad, actually. Uh, there's not much else to say about it. It just looks I'm totally
1: fine with gearbox failing and everything. They do. Yes,
0: definitely. Um, but it looks like the art style looks boring and lame. Sound design is terrible. Uh, the voices are obnoxious. Uh, the characters look uninteresting and obnoxious and, uh, I hate everything about it.
1: Great. So, do
0: I. uh, so then we move on to very quickly. We move into the, the VR stuff. And this was really unfortunate did you watch it? Uh, did you watch no. the <laughs> This was really unfortunate. Uh, they They brought out a couple of the developers of the PlayStation VR thing to demonstrate a little game. I don't know if it's going to be a retail thing, but it's just kind of a demonstration game. Uh, it's basically the Tron what do they call it the frisbees that you try to throw at the other person in a room and it bounces off the walls they They created that in VR, which awesome. Really, like, yes, that is what you need to do with VR is recreate that game. Um, And the best thing about it is that, like, they're standing on these pillars, so it makes sense that you can't move, and so you're trying to hit the other player, and he can't – he can still dodge it, but he can't run around in the box because most people can't run around in their living room. Uh, But uh, it – It looked like it would be really fun, but one of their controllers messed up and the character model's arms went through his body and they were stuck like that for the entire demonstration. And so the other one just threw frisbees at him and he kind of awkwardly dodged it with his fucked up character for like eight minutes. And boy, that was rough. Uh, It's a live demo. Good for them for trying out a live demo, but damn, that sucks that that it glitched out on them.
1: It's unfortunate, because I I don't care about that. I mean, and and anybody who's ever been, you know, having to present something, even on just a simple PowerPoint, you know that technology technology can just fuck up. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. And so that doesn't really factor into what I think of it, but... I know that it could have impressed a lot of people who are now just not impressed. Yeah,
0: it's like, because like, cause at E3 Microsoft did their amazing demonstration of their their VR thing with the Minecraft th- stuff, and it worked perfectly and it it blew me away. And yeah. if it had glitched, at any point, like badly, the way that Would theirs did, and the thing is, like, I think it was the controllers that broke. The VR was obviously not the problem, but it just like you don't get the the mind blowing, you know, experience part. You just distracted. It, I felt so bad for them having to go on stage and do that, and just it. It still looked neat, and a, a lot of the other games they showed are neat. Um, do they have a sense of humor about it? Because yeah, I mean, point- they, they. I think they they kind of. And people realize it's a live demo, you know, like like you said, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate, but everyone realizes, oh, it's just a... Because at
1: this point, it happens so often that I think they really need presenters who can just laugh it off and move on quickly.
0: Well, see, the problem is they're developers. They don't, they're not even up there, like, they don't have any experience. And that's, that's the sad part, is they're stuck up there demonstrating this game without any idea of, like, how to, to pick up the pieces and, no, yeah, they just kind of kept going they obviously acknowledged it they didn't try to just like act like it wasn't happening yeah, but uh yeah, but it was still really awkward to watch um they also showed a uh have, did you ever have you ever heard of rez
1: no wait maybe but not i not remember a, i it. think it was a
0: playstation 1 game and uh it's this trippy like i, I don't know what the genre would be on rails shooter kind of it's just like trippy. Like, it's a game. it's a person flying through space, and you control a little target, and you paint other targets with it, and it shoots things at them, and while music plays, and everything's really. It's basically just a a trippy game, and uh, apparently people liked it too. But um, they're coming out with music, I, it looks
1: music games are my
0: favorite genre. So. This I would I would call this a music game definitely, uh, but I don't know. If it's the kind of music game you like, I don't think that it requires you to like go along with the rhythm or anything. It just, it's just, you're experiencing the music. Uh, it still looks, it looks cool. And it's me. a great, it's a great demonstration of VR because what they've done is I think they've, they've HDified it and maybe made a few more levels or something. They, they weren't exactly clear whether this was like a full on sequel or a remake or what. But uh, you can play it in VR and it looks crazy. And, uh, and then this is where, this is where the, the show went into this crazy, like I felt like I was on drugs moment where they cut to the stage and they zoom in on this figure in the stage, wearing the the helmet and he's backlit and then he, and then he lights up and he's wearing this, this metallic suit that looks like it's out of the fifties, like a space suit out of the fifties, you know? And, and it's the producer of the game. I forgot his name, but this Japanese guy who produced the game and he's like, Yeah, and he takes off the thing and he's wearing this suit thing. And then they announce that that the game will be playable on the show floor and you can wear the suit that is like has hundred and twenty eight vibration points or some shit like that. And so there's these pictures of developer, or of journalists going to this event and putting on this like vibration suit while playing this game that like vibrates along to the music and stuff, it looks crazy. Uh, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't think you're going to be able to buy the suit. I don't know who would buy the suit. Uh, but they're doing that. It's
1: kind of just nice knowing that it exists.
0: It's nice. Yeah. It's nice that they're just willing to go completely batshit crazy like that. And also apparently the, the demo is really cool. Like apparently like putting that thing on with the suit and everything is a really really neat experience. So, uh, that, that, that's cool. (laughs) It's, it's really weird. Um, I, I asked you if you had seen this trailer and you hadn't, which is unfortunate, but uh, there's a game called, I, I put 101 foot, I think it's just 100 foot robot golf, and uh, it's like a really, I don't know how to describe it. It's a golf game where you play as a mecca that's very large, the size of buildings, and you can topple over the buildings while you go to your golf ball and launch the golf ball from the moon onto the earth and just it looks totally goofy and crazy and uh and actually legitimately fun and it's multiplayer and there's a there's a cut in the thing where one of the robots is just swinging his golf club at the other go- <laughs> robot so there might be some kind of crazy stupid like combat it doesn't look like a 60 dollar game or anything and it i i'm i it looks fun uh, and the trailer has this really weird Ending that I think is partially an inside joke Uh, I won't spoil it But you need to see the trailer And you need to see the ending of the trailer Uh, Okay. It appeals specifically to you Uh, Really? Yes Uh, Is that a snide? No Um, (laughs) Destiny announced Sparrow Racing
1: Which it should have had since the beginning
0: I guess I don't know it actually looks legitimately like well made. Like they made these little tracks and stuff. Uh I think it's only going on for a few weeks or something, and then they're gonna stop it, but I imagine they'll probably do it again at some point. But I think it's a limited time thing. Whatever. Um I forgot why I put VR nightmare. I think I was just talking about the craziness that was VR being introduced on that show for. Uh Ace Combat 7 was announced as a VR compatible game. Which was a pretty big deal, because I don't think anyone was expecting that. Uh, Which, perfect, because cockpits are perfect for VR, uh, obviously. And I've never played an Ace Combat game, and I feel like I've missed out on a really cool thing. Uh, Those look like fun.
1: I played Ace Combat... Was it 6? Maybe. I think it was 6 for PS2 or something. I didn't realize how anime those games are. It was some Ace Combat on the PS2, and I did. I was too young to really get it. Right. Or maybe not too young, but I just didn't care enough. But in retrospect, it's really cool, and so that sounds nice. Yeah. Also, I, I just looked at the end of the trailer. Oh my god! neighbor reference. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. They 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 throw in a Evangelion reference, which is. It's cute. Yeah, it's it's it, the whole game is cute. Is a good way to describe it. Um the Halo developers, ex Halo developers, including the, the the composer of the soundtrack, Marty O'Donnell, uh who had his that's high like, profile. That's like
1: that's like half of the value <laughs> yeah. of Halo.
0: Uh they're making a VR game. I don't think it's Sony exclusive, but they showed it on the Sony thing. Um it might be Sony exclusive. I don't know. But uh it's a clever idea. It's it seems to be it seems to be a woman in a room is is remotely controlling some kind of golem. golem monster, and and the fact that she's stuck in the room, I guess, kind of explains you being stuck in a room with VR. You know, like I, she's doing what you're doing, and so it kind of makes sense in the logic of the game, which is kind of a clever way to get around that that limitation. Um, it looked artsy and interesting, and the fact that he's the composer for it makes me. Really interested in it because uh, he he's done some really, really great music for Halo, obviously. Um, and yeah, Destiny. Yes.
1: Destiny's music was great.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I would, I'd say it doesn't quite have the impact of Halo's, but it's still still great.
1: It doesn't have the impact because the story wasn't there.
0: Yeah, I feel like the, if they did a better job with the rest of the game, maybe... The final it would...
1: boss music of Destiny was honestly incredible. Really? And if it was linked to any kind of emotional anchor, then it, it, <laughs> yeah. it would have been... Yeah. It would have been one of the best tracks in the video game.
0: Cool. Um They ended the show with a huge announcement. Which is that Epic Games is making a MOBA.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: They got up Who on cares? stage and they 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 said we're making a MOBA and then they showed a CGI trailer for it and it looks like a MOBA. That's great. And then the show ended. Who cares? Yep. I don't think it'll be successful, because you already have two very successful MOBAs.
1: Exactly. I don't even yeah. think MOBA people will care. Yep. Because MOBA people already have a MOBA.
0: Yep. It's like making a Call of Duty-style game, which we all know goes so well. All right. That's... Oh, it's been a long one. Uh, it's been a big week. This week, this next week will probably be you very know, small in comparison. It's just before
1: we end it, you're right. That MOBA is the new Call of Duty. Yeah. That now instead of making Call of Duty, I think like in the late '90s it was GTA clones. Yeah. And then uh, Call of Duty clones, and then now it's MOBA clones.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, like, just saying clone. In the case of Paragon, is what they're they're calling it. In the case of this MOBA, it does seem more clonish. But like, the thing that makes it a lot like Call of Duty to me is that. People will just borrow elements from it and throw it into their game yeah. without thinking very much about about how it relates like to the rest of the game,
1: standard. like like what World of Warcraft. Yeah, come from I don't know, so and like that, uh, that's just the thing.
0: It, it, I feel like it throttles creativity a ton and and it's the same as like alright Call of Duty came out we all need sprint we all need aim yeah. down the sights a little bit of auto aim and we need a hit marker when you hit a player it needs to go and have a little hit and a marker point thing, a point and if thing you don't have you come, that yep. then your shooter's a failure and unfortunately that kind of ended up being the case but yeah, uh, Halo is still doing that it's still every, every iteration copies Call of Duty a little bit more and now Halo fittingly enough has put moba elements into their latest I, Halo I 5 it, multiplayer. I hope so, it
1: fails completely.
0: I don't think it is. I hope um, they suffer. I don't think I don't think that's the case. Actually, I mean the Halo 5 multiplayer looks legitimately fun, but it doesn't look like Halo at all. Uh which who cares at this point? But uh yeah, it's it's a nightmare. Video games are a nightmare. They're a constant disgusting mess.
1: And with that
0: Yep, this has been pushed out. Uh, we'll see you next week and uh, enjoy <laughs> enjoy your nightmare. It's
1: actual. Everything is satisfactory. Zip-a-dee-doo-dah, zip-a-dee. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day.